Hey, Taco Tuesday fans, this is Christian Brindle. And I am Glenn Shelton. We came together and it combined our forces to create something special for insurance agents called Taco Tuesday. Let's talk about insurance. My company, Christian Brindle Insurance Services, and my company, Lead Heroes, is here to bring you the latest and greatest news happening in the insurance industry today and eat some tacos while we do it. If you enjoy the content that we put out on this podcast, feel free to leave us a review or subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. Without further ado, let's get into this episode of Taco Tuesday. What's up, guys? This is Taco Tuesday, and um, depending on kind of the layout here, I don't know if you'll see this on Tuesday or not. <laughs> um, we don't know what day it is for you, where you're at. And um, Cheers. so w- we have a guest with us today, somebody that I'm super excited to come to bring on. Um, he's somebody that's become a friend the last couple of years in the industry. And ironically, we've never met in person. Which is kind of true. I don't know. Unfortunate to me. Hopefully, hopefully I'll see you at eight percent. I don't know if you're planning on going or not. I booked. Okay, good, good. Um, but we have Tracy Lonesberry here with us today. The the annuity genius. Am I? Can I say that? Can I say annuity genius? The the Michigander with a plander. I like that. There are definitely (laughs) people that know more about annuities than me. So wouldn't go that far. But Michigan, the plan. Hey, can you write that? Thanks, appreciate it. <laughs> okay, okay. So if, I forgot if, your staffs there, bro. Before we yes. get in, before we get into this episode, though, before we get into this episode, every time I'm ever on video with Tracy, he's always got his goals in the background on a whiteboard. Yes. So I'm trying to get a good look and read what I'm seeing back there, and it's just too far away. I can't read it, um, and it's unfortunate. Taxes. Taxes is one. I didn't get to them today. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'm a goal guy. You got to write down your goals. I think it's really important starting your day to writing down your goals and just having it right there. You can see, I just, it's like, it's almost like I walk past it. And if I'm not doing my goals, I'm like, yeah, don't look at it. So it just keeps me in check, especially when you're working from home, which I will be for the next month. Uh, you got to have goals, man. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I'm a big it. goal guy myself. Um, I mean, I, I try to start my day every day by looking at my goals. I try to go to, to bed every night. And the last thing I do before I go to bed is write down my goals for the next day. And I'm, I'm a big goal guy too. And um, you recently became a father, by the way. So congratulations. I don't think we've had a chance to talk. Yes, congratulations. Thanks, guys. I did want to bring that up. I also, you know, that's something we all, I was thinking about this leading up to today's episode. You know, this is something we all have in common. We all have very young children. You know, um, Tracy actually takes the cake. You would think I would win with an eight-month-year-old, eight, I guess eight-month-old, not eight-month-year-old. But, you know, we all have kids very young. And I thought it would be an interesting topic to cover being a parent with very young children. How does that impact, you know, being an insurance agent, right? I mean, I think that's really relevant. Awesome. Yeah, for for sure. I mean, Tracy. I mean, how old is how old is your 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 kid now? A month? Two months? Uh so he just. Uh, let's see, seven. He's seven weeks, 
seven weeks. Yeah. He'll be two months on this Friday. So whenever you're watching this, it's this Friday, however many days that is. So, uh, yeah, we're, we're super excited, man. He's so last night, well, actually the past couple of days has been the first, uh, I would say like good sleep we've gotten. So like we've been running on, you like, look good no dude. sleep for, for a seven week old, you look good, man. My, yeah. wasn't, my most recent baby wasn't sleeping. I feel like for months. That's awesome, yeah. dude. Yeah, we had a but system like, and we've just been consistent. I mean, that's like right there. I mean, you know, your your kid that it's not gonna he's not gonna sleep through the night. And you know, right. that plays a factor in, in your work performance, right? Like if if you're waking up, if you're being woken up, you know, it, it there's a there's a bunch of things that I think contribute to that. So um, but I think there's also things on the positive side too, like I think your why naturally becomes bigger and, and wanting to do more and accomplish more. I think. And your audio. Oh no. Can you hear me? We're good. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It gets cut out it's just for, for a sec, a but you're back. But yeah, I'd, I'd love to hear both, you know, Christian, you too, like having a, having a young child, like how that impacted your career. Yeah, I mean, for me, you know, my daughter was born May 2019, so she'll be two next month. And, um, you know, so I, I know when she first came home, you know, I, I took a, a bit of time right off the bat off of work, you know, and I had to kind of factor into my everyday life that, hey, now I have this kid at home and she needs to see me every single day and needs to spend as much time with me as possible. But at the same time, I still got to get things done. It's almost like I started another business that, you know, I, and I was doing in the off time, you know, of what I do here at the office that that second business, you know, and it was kind of like a, a business that could not fail. I had to do it in the, in, in the off time. Like, it's almost like you're taking on like a full-time job, you know what I mean? On top of 100%. what you're doing on, on a day-to-day basis. And, um, you know, it's, it's a lot of work being a parent. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm super fortunate, Glenn, I know you are too. And Tracy, you are as well from what it appears just watching, you know, your posts and everything. I'm super fortunate because my wife is amazing with, with my, with our daughter, you know, she's absolutely amazing and incredible with everything she does with my daughter um, to allow me to be me, you know, to allow me to do what I need to do to build my company and to build our business. Um, but at the same time, you know, I want to do everything I can do to give her time off, to give her a break, you know, to take to to to, to come home early yeah. in a day and, you know, take over daddy responsibilities. You know, like I, I took my daughter to the mall this past Saturday, just gave my wife the entire evening off, just let her, you know, just chill. And, you know, we went to one of those like little kid places with the ball pits and everything. My daughter loves those. Every time I go to one of those, one of those little boogers gets me sick, though. I feel like I'm getting sick right now. Like I'm just very irritated about it but like that's what it's about man i mean it's just you it's it's something that's non-negotiable you have to fit it into your schedule and you have to and i think it be it, it puts you in a situation to where time management becomes 10 times more important than it ever was before 100%. yeah i agree my uh a lot of people don't know this but in uh a couple months ago my wife and i we had decided that we just, we were young. We 
didn't have anything holding us down here except for family, which obviously is important, but we wanted to move. And we actually were, had almost pulled the trigger on moving and we were actually going to move out to Colorado. We have some friends out there. We like a certain area of Colorado. I'm a biker. So they have awesome biking trails out there. And it was just like, we're outdoorsy people. And we love the outdoors and it was just a great spot. And uh, then we had Jackson and we were like, well, you know, family is super important. And it's almost like taking a newborn away from like grandma right. and grandpa. And it, it's just, it, and then we just, we just made a decision like within a day that we weren't going to move. And I was going to open up an office and I was going to hire and have a full-time staff instantly. We just made the decision that, it, you know what, we're going to, wherever we plant, which is, we decided here, I'm going to go all in with my business. So even having a newborn now, I have this 1800 square foot office that we're moving into in June, on June 1st. Yay. And uh, we're, and we're super excited, but I need to make sure that Although that's going to require a lot of time and training agents and all that, family is always going to be number one in my book. I have a young, you know, seven-week-old at home. Mom is fantastic. Mom doesn't work. Fortunately, she uh, quit her job uh, not too long ago. Um, you know, we're and that that's a whole nother conversation because insurance let me do that. Being where I'm at now and what I do in the insurance world, there's not many other jobs where you can do it in that quick a time. And my business allowed that, which is like such a blessing to have that. So, to all I the see, I would, there, we didn't really. I, go ahead. I don't feel like Christian gave you a proper introduction. I'd love for you to take <laughs> I'm a sorry. second. And yeah, <laughs> Christian, gosh, you're the worst. No, I'm equal <laughs> to blame here, but um, I would love, like, I don't know. I just feel like Christian, I know, like, we've interacted with you so many times that it's so easy to have this conversation with you right now, but I would love for you to take a second and just kind of for anybody who's watching or listening to this. um, If you want to just take a second and and introduce yourself, give some background. um, And then I'd love to get more into the agency that you're looking at setting up and having that talking more about that too. Sure. Well, I have no problem talking about myself. I can talk a lot. So, uh, <laughs> well, we, we've, we've done this before. Christian and I have, we did his Everything Medicare podcast twice, I believe. So I did talk about myself a little bit on there and you can go see a little bit more details. So my overview is I grew up in a small town in Northern Michigan, went to college, barely got into college, graduated from college with a criminal justice degree, became a police officer, couldn't find a job, uh, couldn't get hired really fly jobs couldn't get hired for some reason also was in the military for eight years <clears throat> um felt like the man upstairs had a different plan for me so i got into the world of insurance and just blew it out of the water with a captive company after eight months switched to an independent with a financial advisor was an loa and then realized i wasn't getting much out of that and then started my own company in november december basically uh not this past year but the year before and um, I have four agents uh, right now, all general, general agents, contractors, and we are opening up an office um, between two cities that I have most of my clientele and do most of my business with. We're opening up an office June 1st, and uh, we're super excited about it. It's going to be a lot of work. It's going to be super exciting. Uh, and yeah, we, so Medicare, we do the Medicare stuff. 
Um, I do pretty much anything, but right now I'm really focusing on the annuity market. Um, just learning all there is to know about the annuity side. Love to train on it. Love to do this type of stuff and explain all the intricate details. If that's what somebody wants, that's kind of my um, my expertise is like analytics. I love analytics side, even though I hate math. Just funny. So yeah, that's me. Love it. Yeah, Love I think it. I, I I think it's really one of those things where like you know. For me anyway, like when I bring you on, when we, when, when you come on, it's like, it's Tracy, you know, everybody knows Tracy, yeah. everybody, knows, you know, so, <laughs> so my apologies on that because you deserved a really good introduction for anybody that doesn't know who you are, but I don't know how they cannot know who you are. Um, <laughs> I'm pretty active on a lot of these uh, pages, maybe a little too active. <laughs> Tr Tr Tracy's known as a, a stir, a pot stir sometimes. <laughs> stir. Yeah, I can for sure. When I see baloney, I like to make sure that it gets, I don't know, outed. <laughs> I can't. I can't say I ever seen you stir the pot that I disagreed with you. I can't think of a single time where I was like, you know, like I. I feel like I've always been kind of on the same page with you. So I think we're kind of spirit animals like that. But <laughs> when, when I stir animals. the pot, there's been a couple times where. I admit it. I was wrong. I really was. But normally, and this is what it takes. This is why kids, this is why you be a grown up sometimes. When you are wrong, you go and admit it. And you tell that person you apologize and I've done it every time. So, you know, there's just so much confusion in the insurance world that before you go and stir the pot, make sure you know what you're talking. That's a lesson learned. hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. hundred percent. There's an insane amount of confusion and um, you know, I'm, I'm right there with you. Like, I feel like most of the time, um, it almost seems like low hanging fruit, you know, when, when you see, um, these new agents and I'll, I'll even take it a step further where, whether it's uh, a personal communication that I'm dealing with, with an agent, or if it is a public, something online, a dispute, a lot of times I'd say, I'd say nine out of 10 times I can, I can spot a new agent when I see that comment because they're they're either uninformed misinformed or they're just saying something that's so outlandish and i'm like i'm like that's not like that's not even in this realm <laughs> of, of possibilities and you know you know you can pull up that license right there online and be like yep okay you just got your license six months ago i totally get it you know i would love to help you but this is definitely not uh correct what what you're saying so i i'm i'm right there with you on on that one for sure I mean, I've, I've definitely been guilty of being wrong too. You know, like I think for me, if I say something wrong, I'm like psychoanalyzed like so much, you know, I, I feel like sometimes I'm under a microscope when I post things. So I've become much more aware of that recently. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's one of those things to where like, if you talk enough about insurance, you will say something wrong at some point, no matter who you are. You know, I don't think there's any person out there that knows each and every little finite detail about everything. It just doesn't exist. You know, like I, I can't think of one person that is super active in these communities or runs groups or anything like that has never, ever, never, ever said something wrong. I just don't think it's possible. I'm definitely guilty of it. And I, I think that's really the main thing is that you step up to the plate and be like, okay, I was wrong. Let's move. It is what it is. Let's move on. Yeah, for sure. And not only that, but just know that when, like in your position, you are under a microscope. Now, <clears throat> I'm going to go back to my background here. Think about, and I'm not going to get into super, you know, super 
in depth, but think about the day and age we live in with cameras and police officers, right? They're under this microscope where no matter, you know, they, they're held to a way higher standard. So when you start to get in a position like maybe you, Christian and Glenn, and, and, you know, I'm starting to get involved in a lot of things, you know, you really need to just make sure that what you're talking about, you really know your stuff. Um, and that's where a lot of, I go on, I do a training. I've done a couple of training uh, videos for some other um, kind of bigger names out there when it comes to certain topics that I, I do think I'm an expert in. Um, I make sure <clears throat> that I'm spending time. Sometimes it's an entire day making sure that the content I'm going over is 100% accurate because I struggled with that when I first got in the insurance world was misinformation. You'd get it from all over the place. You, not only from these groups, I got it from people that were training me, um, companies that I worked with, uh, videos I would watch on YouTube. You just really need to make sure that the info you have coming in has been through a filter, you know, and the inf info that's going out is doing the same filter, make sure that it's good. Um, don't just, you know, don't, don't, don't make yourself look silly. Right. So, or, or make someone else un uninformed. You know, that, that reminds me of what happened last year with the carriers, the carriers put out the, um, they were talking about the open enrollment because of COVID yeah, all those carriers put that information out and then they had to retract it. And then <laughs> yep. because CMS was like, no, 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 you can't say it yet or whatever it was. And then it had to get, so it's like, <laughs> it literally does come from every, it even comes from the carriers, you know, it's insane. Totally. Like there, there was somebody um, that I talked to on the phone in the last two or three weeks and they were told by one of their carrier reps to use an SEP to get a certain plan to go through when the person didn't qualify. Like they blatantly told them, just use it. It'll work. You know what I mean? And the person didn't believe me that it wasn't really what the SCP was used for. I had to take a screenshot of it, send it over to him, like in plain broad daylight from the specific carrier, by the way, <laughs> in the document of, the, of where the rep worked for. And um, I mean, I've, I've had carrier reps tell me all kinds of crazy shit, you know, like, all kinds of stuff like it. it no, any, I think any nope. carriers you'd like to mention right no, now on camera. No, <laughs> nobody. No. Did I did I tell you guys? So UHC has been coming after me the last like I guess I just said a carrier, but they, they, they've been coming <laughs> after me the last like 30, 60, 60 days. Like last week on Wednesday, we get a call from this guy, and they've been going through each and every one of my podcasts and listening to them. And they wanted me to take That's three the down carrier. the carriers. They have people on their payroll paid to go listen to me. Wow. <laughs> so wow. They, they, they went and they went through every episode. They specifically took the time to tell me this. We have 242 episodes or something like that. They went through all of them. And um, they had three they wanted me to take down because I mentioned their name. And what did you say? I don't even know. I don't remember. Like they were years old, these episodes, but I just did it. I took them down. And um, uh, uh, yeah, I would like, say, I mean, the is, cease is, and desist, and I'll think right. about it. Right. Is that actually, <laughs> I feel like that's not actually legal for them. I mean, you can mention anybody's name. Why? I, I, I don't, that's so silly to me. That was it. I went through and listened to one of the podcast episodes. I think I even just mentioned their name. I don't think I said like anything other than that. Um, like the rest of the other two, I'm not sure. I just took them down. But um, 
That's a really crazy story. Here's the thing with the carriers, though. They can they can pull your contracts for any reason. That's sure. the other thing, too. And so, like, uh, that came to my mind, too. You know, I'm like, oh, it's freedom of speech. It's a legality thing. But if they tell you they don't want you to wear red shoes or they'll pull your contract, there's nothing legally that says they can't do that. 100%. They can term you for anything. I totally yeah. agree with that. And and so that's the scary thing to me. Like, I, I, I just put out this course about, you know... Um, creating content i created put out this feed the beast course and someone was dming me about it and they were like you know i see people putting out content you know going over like specific medicare supplement review videos for carriers which i've done myself i'm like i can't tell you a carrier won't come back and you know bitch at you later about that but like maybe just don't do it maybe just don't mention any carriers names because i lost a lot of downloads, a lot of views just from those videos. I've had to take down six YouTube videos this year from UHC. Yikes. Coming at coming at me being like, you know, oh, you said our name. Or oh, you have we have um, you know, this in the title or something. Like it's just the dumbest things, you know, not like I said, you know, anything disparaging, but yeah, it's 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 crazy. I just remember that. Or, that, that yeah, I, I think it's more like I think, you know, they've spent billions on their brand. And so I think it's, they just don't, they want to be really specific with how their brand gets represented. I think that's really all it is when it comes to you mentioning it and whatever context it is. Yeah, I I think that's very true. But um, Tracy, one thing I wanted to ask you um, that came to mind is like, there's a lot of interest, I feel like in the industry of maybe if you've been selling MedSup or selling Medicare Advantage, transitioning into selling more annuities and you've you're someone that i mean correct me if i'm wrong you you sold medicare first and then did annuities later right Sold life first and then went into medicare and now i'm doing annuities so life without annuities just term and whole life so talk about that for a second if you will because i feel like it's intimidating for the average medicare agent right to to maybe pick that up into their arsenal because it's so different Talk about maybe some challenges you face with that and maybe some things you did to make it easier on yourself. Yeah, for sure. Um, the, the, I, I get this question a lot, actually, and I've answered it a few different times. And I would say when, when I first started doing Medicare or when you get insurance, when you get into insurance in general, you really need to make sure that you're taking it in chunks, right? Because it can be super overwhelming. Just taking, like, let's just say you were to start doing MAPD, just that is super overwhelming. If I were to start an insurance and immediately go to that, I would feel very intimidated with all the different rules because CMS this and yada, yada. So I would say take everything in chunks, right? So once you have a good base um, of what kind of insurance is in it's specifically when you get a good life insurance base and you know how life insurance works and that and this. Um, and how it's regulated. When you start or you want to go into the annuity space, I I can't stress enough, having somebody mentor you who knows what they're doing is so important. But not only that, having your own ability to go out and do your own research. I can tell you I've been mentored by a couple of people when it comes when it came to annuities. And there are so many things that I learned outside of them uh, that they they didn't know or they didn't teach me um, that I really could have used when explaining things to a client. So 
research, 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 right? Go on and sign up for these webinars that these carriers are putting out there. Go actually, you know, take time out of your day, listen, take notes. If you can't get the slides and go through them, it'll give you a great base and it'll give you some really good product knowledge as well, right? The other one is once you do start to, I would say, build your utility belt full of carriers or whatever, keep it small, okay? Once you have a good baseline um, of what annuities are and the different types of annuities, now pick a carrier who's really good at that particular type, an immediate, a deferred, a fixed indexed, fixed variable if your security is licensed, pick the one that is really good at that and then stick with that one for a bit until you can kind of diversify. And I can tell you, and I tell people all the time, I've done, I feel like at, at this stage, thousands of hours of research on annuities. And I will tell you that a lot of them are not very good. So if you can find the ones that are good, you are way ahead of 90% of the people selling them already, okay? And a lot of, a lot of the reason why people sell bad annuities is training and in, in education. They just don't know other types are out there, right? Um, or somebody fed them a line of baloney. So just don't overcomplicate it. Don't get into the things like analytics, right? Index analytics and algorithmic data logging and all that stuff when you're talking about indexes. Don't get into that, right? Until you really have a good base. Those are the things that 99% of clients don't care about. The 1%, right? We study and and put all of our time into the 1%. We put it into the chunk, the big chunk of what we're doing. If we did do the 1%, you would either go poor, wouldn't be able to pay your bills, right? Or you go insane. <laughs> so yes. that, that, that would, from a base standpoint, that, that would be my advice. And that's exactly what I did. Um, I just, I, I started doing research on my own from the knowledge I had already gotten. And the big one for me was webinars. I just went on webinars. I uh, learned a lot about the, from the webinars. And then I actually contacted the carriers for certain specific questions. And if they didn't know it, let's say it was index specific, they actually put me in touch with an analytics person over with whatever index that they use. And I talked to them, which was awesome. Those people are like geniuses. So that would be my advice. I think it's good. Love, yeah, I love I love the kind of bite-sized chunk advice because I think a lot of agents do get overwhelmed and there's so much to know and to learn. And I think when it, we, you know, we talk so much about failure rate of insurance agents. And I think that's part of it. I think if you throw an agent into the mix and you're like, hey, here's Medicare, here's final expense, here's annuities, and you're and they're trying to put all these pieces together. I just think that's too much for one agent to handle at once. So I, I think you explained that perfectly. Is there any misinformation? You know, we talked a little bit about misinformation already. I mean, is there any misinformation that you feel like you commonly hear about annuities, whether that's from a prospect or a client or from other agents where you're like, no, that's not true. That's not how that works you know, put, turn off your, your TV or, you know, your radio. I'm, I'd be curious to know, I kind of have a feeling of a few myself, but I'd love to know from you since you're definitely more in this, this field than I am. Yeah. I would say the big one that I, and, and I don't know if it's misinformation, but it, it's more of a, maybe it's just education. The big one that I see, whether it's from agents or from prospects is like annuity is like this four letter word or it's, it's, 
it's red, right? Like get away from it, stop sign, <laughs> right? And, and, and I'll, I'll tell you this, when, and I mentioned this in, in another video I had done, when, when somebody says, hey, I did some research and you know, like they're about to tell you, I'm, I'm not purchasing an annuity through you. The first thing I tell them is, great, that's awesome. And I bet the first 50 pages of Google said, don't do it, scam, bad growth, all that stuff. Did, is that what you saw? Yes, perfect, because 99% are. Let me tell you about the 1%, right? So it's, it's not that all of them are bad, but everybody thinks all of them are bad, right? And you also have to really understand suitability and that that client really has to be right for it because it can be a terrible product for certain types of people. Right. People, uh, right. I'll, I'll give you another one. A lot of people say that annuities are for retirees. I don't agree with that either. My wife and I just purchased an annuity and I am 20, about to be 29. Okay. Yeah. I don't think annuities are just for retirees. Sure. I think there are annuities out there that can be designed for people that are younger as well. Um, and it's just, there's so many different types. So those are the two big ones are, uh, they're, they're only for retirees and, um, in there they're all bad those there, are the two big ones is there any marketing terms like so you know again i came my my initial ex entrance into the insurance like i was selling mortgage protection right now mortgage protection life insurance isn't a real thing <laughs> it's term life insurance designed to pay the house off in the event that your spouse dies and for whatever reason calling it mortgage protection it's like putting a key in a lock for for these prospects it's like ah yes thank you is there anything like that in the annuity world by chance or or am i just speculating here great question and the first thing that came to my mind was personalized pension planning Ooh. that was the okay. First, okay. personalized pension planning because if I would say nine out of 10 advisors, agents, whoever, they sell it as a personalized pension plan. Hey, pensions are going away. Let's take that 403B, 401k, whatever. Let's create a pension with it. And they market it as, a, as, as just that. They don't even mention the term annuity because they know people are going to run the other way. And they just market it as personalized pension planning. Actually, there's a gentleman here locally who does seminar, seminars. And I happen to have one of his seminar mailers he sends out. And it says on there, uh, personalized pension planning. Doesn't say annuities at all. He's trying to sell annuities is what he's doing. Love it. PPP. Did you get your PPP yet? No, not the PPP. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 PPP. No, no. Hello. <laughs> I love it. I love awesome. it. Yeah, that's um, gold right there. So, Tracy, I got a question for you. When, how long is it going to be before we're all working for you? Because being able to, I've been able to see your growth the last couple of years. And I'm like, this dude is hungry. You know what I mean? That's another thing I wanted to talk to you about. Like, I can tell that you want it. You know what I mean? Like, ever since I've gotten to know you, we've talked on the phone a bunch of times, done videos together. Like, you, you're, you're a hungry dude. You know what I mean? Like, and I love being around you and I love talking to you because it's infectious. You know what I mean? Like, I'm a guy that I have huge goals, huge ambitions for what I want to do with my life and my business. and um, but the, the sad truth is probably nine out of 10 people in my day-to-day -day life are not like that. 
you know what I mean? Whether it be family members, acquaintances, things like that. And it can be kind of draining sometimes. You're a dude that's hungry. You want it. Like, where does that come from? Do you think people are just like either that way or they're not? Or talk about that. Um, I would say it comes from my ability to not accept failure because I hate it. And there's been, or, or I'll tell you, and this is getting a little personal, which I don't mind. I was not a very successful person growing up. I came from a pretty, not that you can't be successful and come from a poor family. Obviously there's tons of stories, but I came from a really poor family and I had a terrible work ethic. Terrible. Couldn't hold a job, always created excuses during high school. Always wanted to go out with my friends. Um, got into college and just partied and didn't, never got grades. And when you hit rock bottom because of your own decisions you've made, and I mean rock bottom. You 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 make you have to make a choice. And your choice is I can either continue to be that way and see where my life goes, or I can completely change who I am and make sure that I I will never go back to that spot. And I had to hit rock bottom for that to happen. My uh, I call it my come to Jesus moment. I, I've I've been religious and I've been a Christian my whole life, but my my come to Jesus moment was I was sitting in a car at a stop sign. Um, and I got a call and it was a rock bottom call and, uh, I didn't know where to go with my life. And it was more of a, I don't ever want to have the feeling again. I don't ever want to have to worry about any other variables except for myself. And so I decided that when I got into the insurance world and whatnot, that I wasn't ever going to accept no or quit ever. Now, granted, there are definitely times where I slack off a little bit because you need to sometimes but when you have a goal it's really important to stick to it i'm just chasing i'm chasing when i hit a goal i'm chasing another one right i always make my goals um you know short term medium or moderate and then long term goals and as soon as i hit a goal i'm putting another one i'm going to make sure that it's harder my big one right now that's kicking can i swear it's kicking my ass man is, there you go. It, it's it's writing my book. Um, I have just I've, I <laughs> like to read. I I love to read, but it's completely different when you're writing and you're trying not to be too personal, but you're trying not to be too detailed, and you're also trying not to spend a ton of money on it. It's hard, but I'm not going to fail. I'm not going to stop. That's re- that's ridiculous. That's ridiculous to say that you're ever going to quit over something. It might take you longer, but that's not quitting, right? You should never quit, right? So just having that mindset, where it comes from, I have no idea. Um, I would say maybe my dad, my my dad's been a 15-hour plus workday guy. He just didn't work smart. He worked hard, but not smart. Um, it, might, it might come from him. Um, or it's just a matter of I've, I've, I've hit that bottom and I don't ever want to be there again. So you stay here, you know, being around infectious, being, I would call them infectious people. Um, that's why I'm going to the conferences. 8% was one of the first conferences I went to. Actually, it was the first one. And it was, it blew my mind out of the, it, it seriously blew my mind that there are people out there that think 10 times, 20 times, 30 times bigger than I do. And I just thought, how can I think that way? What are they doing? 
And that's why even since last year's, I've made so many changes. And that's also, I think, why I've grown so much. So get in front of people or by people that are going to think that way. Also get by people that are going to think the opposite of you, not not like a downer mindset. I'm talking just different, right? Change, you, don't wanna, yeah. you don't, yeah, go ahead. Change, yeah, like, you know, help help kind of change how you, if, if you're just talking to the same people every day, even if even if it's a positive interaction, you're not going to grow. You you know that growth comes from being uncomfortable and 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 new opinions and new ideas. So I think that's awesome. And and like and I'm I'm very much so in the same boat as you. Like it's like even if you like failure is is nothing. Like you only lose when you stop or when you quit. You know I can't tell you how many times or mistakes I've made. Like I. Every time I'm talking to Christian, I feel like I talk, I mentioned something about just this huge, gaping, massive hole of a mistake that I've made. Um, and it's, it's almost becomes nostalgic after a while where you look back at some of those mistakes and you're like, oh man, do you remember that one? You know, like, um, I do want to kind of shift gears though. So, cause like, I feel like you're at this crossroads that so many agents are at where, um, they're successful as an independent agent. Maybe they have a couple of downline agents or, or local agents, but you know, I can't tell you how many agents that I talk to or I interact with where it's like, I want to open an agency or, or I want to, you know, have a physical location. I know um, Justin Brock has talked a ton about having brick and mortar and that's a big part of his success. So I'd love to hear more about kind of your journey of getting to that decision um, and kind of, you know, as much of, of your plan that you'd like to share, I, I think it would be super helpful for new agents or agents aspiring to kind of do the same thing. Yeah. Um, it, it's funny because the decision that I had made, I had just talked with, um, a couple people, Facebook messenger and on the phone, um, that, uh, just, we were talking about a couple things about annuities and insurance in general some and there were some big names out there have some big offices and they asked me if i wanted downlines if i wanted to recruit and if i wanted to open up a space and i told them no i was like nope don't want to and the reason why is because i'm i was comfortable with being somebody who worked from home virtually because i felt like that was the way the world was going and i know that if i stay here it doesn't matter i'm going to be a millionaire very quickly i know i will Okay, I, I can sit on my little 14 and a half inch laptop and have very little overhead, sit in my upstairs, my home and my home office and be a millionaire in five years. And I think I could do it pretty easily. Where my mindset changed was I can live a great lifestyle, but with the knowledge I have, and granted, I don't know a lot compared to some, but I know enough to be successful why am I holding, why am I keeping that to myself? And I felt like that was greedy. And I felt like it wasn't me because I've always been somebody who's wanted to help others grow. And I love it when other people do awesome things. Like I get like, it's a high, like when somebody does something great and they're like, I like feed off of them. Right. So why am I sitting at home, have a good system and keeping it all to myself? And it was like two days after I talked with these people, because I talked to one one day and then the next, and it was like two days later, I had made the decision we weren't moving and I was opening up an office. 
and it was strictly a decision. Everything in life comes down to choices. You can choose to overanalyze everything and then decide not to do something because you never have the perfect time or the perfect answer, which I would think is probably 90% of the reason why agents don't jump out. And you don't want to always jump out just in like, just because you have the faith that you're going to do great. You, you need to have a plan, but there, it's, it gets to the point where you just need to make a decision. And that's exactly what I did. I just made a decision and it was not hard. It wasn't hard. Once I decided that I financially can do it, right? And as far as all the intricacies of how I want it set up and just all, all that stuff and training agents and time management, figure it out. And I know I'll figure it out because if I don't know the answer, guess what? I'm going to talk to people who might have the answer and I'm going to get little, little bits from everybody so that my, you know, my agency is going to take everything that everyone else does well and try to put in there. And I'm going to fail. I'm going to fail in certain areas, but I'm never going to fully fail because I'm just going to keep going forward. So it just goes back to that. So that's, that's how I came to that decision when I just, I just made it. I just said, let's do it. Let's financially we're good. We're fine. I work my ass off and I've gotten to where I'm at. So let's not be greedy. My wife and I were actually about to upgrade our home. Um, a nice upgrade about double the double the price. And I said, well, let's just stay here because it's still a nice home. And I'll just be, open up an office space, a big one. That's I love it, did. man. I love it. It reminds me of that Gary V. There's this Gary V video um, where he talks about like he his mindset, and this was something that's really <clears throat> stuck with me, but he's like, he's like, he would rather make a quick decision that's wrong than to sit back. He's all about action. He's like, action, 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 action. And I, you know, early on in my career, I was super analysis paralysis. Everything I did, it was like, I'm going to read everything. I'm going to think about this for weeks. And you feel good about it sometimes. But in the end, I think the person who makes those decisions and they launch into action faster, that's the person that wins, I think. Um, yeah, I love it, man. I love every, I love everything about what you're doing and, and what you're saying. Um, You'll, you'll notice I'm, I'm actually in my car right now. You guys. <laughs> I didn't want to mention this too. I, I didn't say anything about this earlier, but uh, I'm actually on the road right now. I've been on a bit of a road trip here with the family. You might see some, some trees behind me. I'm at Lake Tahoe. My daughter's been calling it Lake Taco, uh, which I told her, I wish, <laughs> I wish this whole lake was filled with tacos. How appropriate. <laughs> yeah. Right. For, for our taco Tuesday here. But, um, yeah, what? That's that's awesome. I'll be I, you're there. gonna crush this, Tracy. You're you're gonna blow this agency out of the water. I can feel it. One thing I wanted to to mention that stuck out to me with what you said, Tracy, is so I, I did a Facebook Live yesterday. I shouldn't say that over the weekend. Not yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> over the weekend. Um, I'm gonna edit that out. Maybe. Um. Anyway, um, I did a Facebook Live over the weekend about you know because because I was really thinking about like because the last two years in terms of growth for for my 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 agency anyway and for me personally have been more so like we've grown more in the last two years than we have the first five or six years um, that I've been an agent and. Um, and I started thinking to myself, like, why? Why is that? And I think it's has everything to do with being able to be connected to people, like you said, that are doing things far above my 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 business's capability, at least at this point in time, or at least 
you know, not capability, but they're doing stuff at a higher level than we are at this point in time and being able to be connected with those people, like those conversations, those phone calls, those Facebook messenger conversations, you know, just the interaction with these people that think at a different wavelength um, have been enormous for me and my business. And I, I, I talked about in this live video I put out yet, uh, not yesterday, um, about, I, but I talked about in this live video about how, you know, for me, it was just understanding what was possible. Like, I feel like I didn't really know where I was going at the beginning. I was a good producer, top producer, six-figure income earner, all this thing. But I didn't really know where I was going because I didn't really know what was possible in our business. I just did, I couldn't see it because we, we, we were in such a tight inner circle. We didn't talk to other agencies. We didn't interact with other people. That was kind of how I was brought up. That was the old school mentality that my dad had. But being able to see what other people were doing is, a, it, you know, it inspires you. It motivates you. It it, it it gives you a target to lock on to be like, okay, I can do this. You know what I mean? And I, I, I think that has really been the biggest thing. If I had to just say one thing, the biggest thing that's transformed my business in the last two, maybe even three years, it's, it's been that. It's been being able to have that inner circle of people with people like you, definitely Glenn, um, tons of people in the industry that have really helped me mentally level up. And so I, I, I couldn't agree more with what you said. Yeah, it's important. It's, it's, it's not people when somebody says like, Oh yeah, that's important. No, it's, it's, it can be a make it or break it. Just having the connections to not, not connections, but having the relationships with others who are doing things better than you. It's totally fine to uh, learn from them. You don't, you know, we have this uh, weird, thing in the insurance world where everyone has to be right or everyone has to be like super successful or that they got to be the go-to and you're not you're not going to be the go-to in every single way you're going to have people out there that are doing things better build those relationships you don't have to to tell them to tell you their secret sauce but you're going to learn even from a five-minute conversation you're going to learn something you're going to take away something from that person um, or anybody just and it's just going to start building you it's just going to start building you up, you know, so super important. And, and I'll, I've never, I'll, I'll never go back to not having those relationships or thinking, you know, having a mindset that, that you were, I was ever better than anybody else. It's, you just, just don't, don't be a product of your own, you know, uh, failure. Okay. Never do that. So super, super awesome stuff. Yeah, networking is. I'm a huge fan of networking, um, and I, I do think it's something that often, you know, it used to be the BNI groups, right? Like that was the old school way, right? Like we're gonna form a group of 20 people. We're gonna get one lawyer, one realtor. You know, <laughs> like you get like Woo! one of each, but right? Like, <laughs> that was like pre-internet networking. Um, and, and technology, I think, has given us the ability to leverage it and to network in ways. And that's honestly, if there was like one thing from the pandemic that I would say um, has been, I, know, I guess the, the most positive thing that's come from the pandemic in, in my experience is the networking that's happened. Because again, you have all of these people, many of which who would almost be unreachable in a sense, because they were in their office working, doing their thing, 
Now they're at home online. They're interacting online. They're networking online. They're working online. And there's a ton of people just like Christian that I've been able to, to meet, do business with, make a relationship with. Um, and that's not going to go away anytime soon, you guys. You know, I highly, highly recommend networking. If you're not going to go to an event like 8% Nation or SWAT, there's a million of these events that happen. It seems like there's a new event I'm hearing about every month. Um, you know, take advantage of the virtual networking and, you know, have the phone calls, send the emails, send the text messages, get on Clubhouse um, and, and make, make the relationships because, you know, as cheesy as that saying is, your network is your net worth, right? But, but guys, yeah. make, make sure to go to the paid events. The free ones are lame and they suck. <laughs> I've never been to a free event. I mean, <laughs> who, who does free events anyway? I mean, free events. I never heard of such a thing. I feel like there's something here I don't know. <laughs> and if you don't know, now you know. Now you know. It's funny, Glenn. You're you're over in Lake Tahoe. I'm gonna be there in a couple weeks, actually. Dude, this is my first time here. Um, I. I love it here. I think it's just beautiful. Have you been here before, Tracy? I have not. It's a it's a actually a top producer thing. My IMO is sending is flying me out there. It's their top twenty producers in certain avenues out of fifteen thousand agents. Definitely, definitely shoot me a message after you've been here or when you get here, just because. Yeah, I, I, I've heard I heard so much. It was almost kind of like overhyped. But then I got out here and I was like, oh, I'm like, it's, it's like stunningly beautiful. Like the landscape, it looks like when you see a, you know, in like a computer monitor background where like it looks fake, like that's what it looks like out here. Like I, I could easily just stay here and not leave. Making me get excited. I love the outdoors, man. Yeah. Well, I'm bummed you didn't go to Colorado, bro. You're closer to me and Christian. You would have been like so right in between us. You would have been like right in between us. I was like, no. When I heard that, I was like, no, Tracy, don't say that. (laughs) Would have been like a sandwich. Would have been like a sandwich and you would have been in the middle. Yes. It's not, it's not off the table by any means. It's more of a, um, not now. Yeah. Not right now. Right. It's, it's something we, we, we feel like the world's our oyster in in the next five years hopefully you know with the way the agency's going i'm hoping it can kind of you know hopefully we'll have somebody in there to be able to make it a little more self-sustainable and runnable whatnot so i'll be able to take off and do things like travel and so having a house somewhere else is not at all off the table who knows maybe business will be good and we'll have a couple homes i don't know hey maybe you'll have multiple agencies too right i mean Right. I, I love I love the idea of satellite offices. I know a bunch of agencies that have successfully done that where mm-hmm. here's the home office, satellite, 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 and you know, you have these area managers. I think that can be a really successful model too. So yeah, hopefully I've I've got my fingers crossed. Tracy's coming west to me and Christian. That's what I'm hoping. So um, one thing I'll give you, I'll give you um, a little bit of look into the future with your, with, with your son. Um, Maybe it'll be a little different, you know, little boys are different than little girls, but like, 
with my daughter right now, she's in the phase where now she's, she's learned how to run. So she loves to run away from you and she will not like, and she doesn't want to hold your hand. So like we go out and we go out in public and I take her to the mall. Like I mentioned earlier, I'm hold, trying to hold her hand. So she doesn't run out in front of people and get stepped on. Cause she's a midget. And, um, <laughs> and she doesn't want to hold your hand. She's learned how to say no. So she'll go, no, no. She'll like push your hand away. I'm like, you little booger. And so I'm like, I, I pick her up. She doesn't want to be picked up. One thing that I wish I bought a month ago that I just bought is those backpack things that they wear. And it's got a leash on it. Yeah. Like invest in one of those. As soon as they, your kid starts walking. <laughs> Not a bad idea. Really noted. For sure. Not a bad idea at all. <laughs> well, Tracy, really appreciate you taking the time out of your schedule to chat with Christian and I so much. I feel like you shared today that is applicable to agents all over private pension plans. I will never forget the triple P until the day <laughs> I die. The triple P. Um, okay, but yeah, I'd love to get, you know, kind of your final thoughts, anything that you'd like to share. Um, if, feel free to mention, you know, how agents could find you if they want to chat you up some more. Um, but yeah, I yeah. really appreciate you coming on, man. Yeah. So, um, in a, in a nutshell, you know, for this is for any agent out there specifically to somebody who might be newer, or maybe you've been in the industry for a while and you're just, you're, you just don't want to pull that trigger. Uh, when you work hard, right. Which would, and you work smart, um, you get lucky more often, right? And those big cases come. And when it comes to expanding, a lot of times you just have to pull the trigger on it intelligently. I'll give you a glimpse because I'm moving some things, but this is my home office, right? We did, uh, uh, between myself and my agents, we did over 300 and only have four agents and they're all part-time. I did 180 myself uh, apps during this AEP, right? I have no secret sauce at all other than working hard. And I do all of them from right there. That's where I, that's where I put and package together all of my packets that come out, right? I'm not a huge office. I'm not this big giant conglomerate, right? It's just put the time in, work hard, and you, just the doors will open up to you. And if anybody out there wants to chat with me, and I am, I love educating people on what I know. I'm not going to sit here and act like I know everything, but from what I know on my perspective, feel free to find me on social media. Okay. Which you can find, um, you can look me up on tntins.com, right. And you can fill out a little form on there. It says, Hey, I'm an agent. I want to talk to your schedule, an appointment to chat all free. I'm never going to make anybody pay for my advice um, specifically because I love to talk if you can't tell. So I'll, I'll tell you, I'll tell you how it is, man. So anytime message me, um, I love building relationships and anytime I'm at an event, come and find me. Let's have a beer, hang out. It'll be fun. Love it. Christian, final thoughts, brother. Oof, final thoughts. Um, okay. Well, Taco Tuesday is alive and well because that we are we are talking about this on Tuesday, and um, that that is, that is the first thing. And there are tacos. There are tacos. And and Tracy has tacos, so it wasn't a complete dud in terms of the taco aspect of this whole thing. Um, so I'm I'm, I'm happy about that. 
My, yes, my, I don't think you even addressed that, by the way. I don't think you even <laughs> mentioned that we had a technical failure, so we had to record this, you guys. Yeah, we did. And um, <laughs> so Talker Tuesday might look a little different going forward. I don't know if we can still use the same method we've used in the past, but we'll figure that out. And um, but any, but my my, in all seriousness, my final thoughts are, um, guys, I would just say at this point in the year, if you're selling Medicare, um, I I've talked to a lot of agents recently that have just kind of treated it like, okay, it's the off season and it's time to just chill and start preparing for AUP. I, I, t- I saw someone recently that, you know, claims they're really big name in the Medicare space, no disrespect to them, but they're like, you know, well, we start getting ready for AUP in March. I'm like, so you write nothing from March all the way. And not that you shouldn't be getting ready for AUP, but like, she was almost painting the picture that like, we're not writing anymore. OEP's over. Right. And now we're getting ready for this kind of like, you know, um, rain and rain check and everything until October. That's a bunch of bullshit, guys. Go out and write business. There's tons of opportunity right now. Um, I'm 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 gearing up to try to write a bunch of business and myself in the next couple of months. And um, this, there's so many people you can write this time of year. There's so much opportunity right now. Um, don't let your Medicare business be a seasonal business. I really feel like you're selling yourself short if you do that. And I've just seen a lot of talk about that recently. So I just wanted to just encourage you guys, um, don't fall for that. Don't let that become the norm in your business. Get out there, write business, um, and understand what your opportunities are because they're, they're, they're massive. So that's my final thoughts. I love it. Um, this was such a great episode. We need to have Tracy again. I I feel like I could talk with Tracy for another hour. But the one thing I really want to mention, you guys, and and we talked a little bit about this um, on another earlier episode when we're talking about annuities. But, um, you know, when you when you're an established Medicare agent and you have a book of business and you understand Medicare, um, you are leaving a ton of money on the table if you're not looking at other products like annuities to cross sell to your clients. I can already see the direction I think Tracy is going. I, I see him as kind of the, the financial advisor role where he's going to be selling annuities while his agents are getting building that Medicare book. And I know agents who have done business that way and they are extremely successful. And you're talking about just like massive leaps and bounds in income compared to just putting your head down. And just like Tracy said too, another thing I love, like I was thinking a quote card when he said this is he's like, yeah, I could sit in my home office for the next five years and become a millionaire. Like, absolutely. Like, absolutely. You could just sell Medicare for five years and grind it out and, and get the passive income you want. And basically, you know, take your foot off the gas and you're going to be cruising but there's a lot more opportunity out there. And, and just like Christian said, he's, he's hungry for it. He, he really wants it. So stay hungry. Um, you know, be it, be kind of this forever student, which I see in Tracy a lot, like he's hungry to learn and, and, you know, don't be afraid to make mistakes. Don't be afraid of failure. I mean, awesome. I'm, I'm ready to go. I'm geared up for the week now. Let's go. Let's go, baby. I'm pumped. It's not the Red Bull, you guys. It's <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> That's the thumbnail. That is the thumbnail. That's gotta be. <laughs> gotta be.
That was awesome. You uh, guys. Well, it's been awesome. Um, Tracy, thanks for coming on. This was awesome. Yeah, this was a lot of fun. Um, we got to do it again soon. Um, I feel like the problem with Taco Tuesday is there's so many amazing people that we we want to have on. We want to have a lot of them on many times, but um, yeah, I feel like we need to up the show to like three times a week so we can fit everybody in. In terms I was of yes. the same thing, but the show's called Taco Tuesday, Christian. So how do you go? Three times? I've had the same thought, Christian. But how do you do Taco Tuesday three times a week? Taco how Tuesday. It doesn't, it doesn't work, Christian. Taco Tuesday <laughs> Thursday version. Parentheses, just like Wednesday, Friday, or whatever. Taco Tuesday. Parentheses Wednesday. <laughs> Taco Wednesday, guys. Hey, welcome Perfect. to Taco Wednesday. Taco Wednesday. All right, guys. Well, thanks so much for watching. This was fun. Um, if you're watching the replay on YouTube, hit like, drop a comment, subscribe, hit the notification bell, do all of it. Because if you just do one of it, it doesn't matter to me. I want all of it. And uh, we'll see you next time, guys. We'll see you next Tuesday. Thanks for watching.